Hey everyone, and welcome back. Today is January 18th, 2018, and this is your host, Sarai Darbandi, with the Spirit of Aya podcast. Um, I am super tired today, guys, and I've been having heartburn, so um, I don't know what's going on. I just think I've been stressed out, but I have told myself several times today that this too shall pass, just like everything else in life does, so... Um, yeah, no matter how, how many journeys you do, you are still human, right? So, um, yes, I'm very thankful to be here with you today and for anyone who's listening, um, some things to keep in mind. I've just invited, uh, somebody who has sat in ceremony one time, but she has a pretty extensive background, um, in 12 step and there's been a lot of i've been seeing on the ayahuasca page there was such a long thread about um 12 step and ayahuasca and this seems to be like something that's like i'm being called to bust the myth on this so i'm going to start inviting people just to share their experience um i really like this person's take on it she said that um you know ayahuasca isn't a drug and that's more so the cultural term around it. I mean, like, clearly, biochemically, yes, it is a drug. But culturally, it is not a drug. Culturally, it is a medicine. So, um, anyway, that's for some future stuff. Um, today, we're talking about night journeys versus day journeys. And exactly what the difference is. So, like... Traditionally, journeys are done at night, um, and that's for a lot of different reasons, um, as you can imagine. Like, a lot of, like, um, spiritually and just, like, uh, mythologically and, you know, um, emotionally, you know, a lot of people's emotions come out at night. Um, it's nighttime is a time for reflecting, usually. Um, that's when you process your day. Um... You know, when we go into sleep, right? We go into REM sleep. Uh, most of us do. I'm sorry if you're not, <laughs> you know. Um, but so that's when you reprocess your day. That's when your brain makes more room um, for the next day. So this, there's a, and there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of spiritual reasons um, according to the Peruvian culture as to why journeys have been done at night. Um, so... However, this doesn't seem to be very appealing to a lot of Westerners. Um, I mean, for the most part, what I've noticed about retreat centers who have gotten um, UDV or Santo Daime or, you know, even just like an affiliation for religious sacraments, um, their journeys are being done at night. Their ceremonies are being done at night. Um, I talk to a lot of people and a lot of them say, like, it's just so much energy to wait all day um to be somewhere at night and then all you want to do is fall asleep and i i think this also just depends on like personal preferences like your circadian rhythm like just think about it like if you're gonna do a journey at night like you're processing all this emotional stuff during the night and then like you have to still sleep the next day because if you're really gonna immerse yourself in a journey you're not sleeping that night you are up working through your shit 
you're purging emotionally, you're grieving, you know, some people, you know, they throw up, most people throw up, I should say, other, you know, some people, like, you go the other way, <laughs> you can be projectile, like, you know, so your body's under a lot of stress, um, not always, um, and it's not like this the whole time, but regardless, like, you're having peak experiences that you just really wouldn't usually have. So if you think about it, you're doing this during a time where you're supposed to be resting and, um, that carries on into the next day. And I mean, I don't know if you're anything like me, I'm, I'm a pretty stressed out person. Like I like my sleep. So, <laughs> so that's kind of where, um, I know there's a, I talk to the people at soul quest a lot. They're over in Florida. Um, that doesn't mean I have like a preference for the retreat center, but they just started doing day journeys. Um, and there's, you know, there's other that do, um, aside from the retreat center that do day journeys and there is something about it. Um, it seems to, right. So if you just, I mean, if we just take the basic physiological, stuff of this, you know, not to use technical terms, but you wake up in the morning, you've already fasted. Like, you know, if you're, if you're not doing like, um, more than a 24 hour fast, you've already fasted like, um, 12 plus hours, you know, cause you probably didn't eat like right before you went to bed and then you are fully rested to go into this, like, you know, this serious, strenuous thing. And, um, this has always made sense to me, um, because like, I know working through your stuff, um, it takes a lot of effort. And so I would say one is more present after they first wake up than maybe later that night. But you know, I could be wrong. Um, so, so anyway, a lot of people reporting that they just feel like they were able to work through things a lot better, um, because they were doing it during the day. Um, they were able to rest like normally that night. Um, you know, and just as I'm talking about it, you know, it really does, it really does all come down to, as I've always said on here, personal preference. Um, I, um, it is interesting as we continue with the, uh, integration of this into the Western world, um, people's, people's way that they're doing it. I would imagine in the end, once ayahuasca gets approved for, um, like a PTSD or addiction assisted treatment, I could see obviously people are going to be doing it during the day because people who, um, you know, cause one day this will be a part of the medical model. I can guarantee it, you know? So when do, when do medical people work? They work during the day. Um, but obviously I still think there's going to be those retreat centers, um, who are going to offer night ones to keep the tradition alive. So, um, to me, like I said, it just makes more sense physiologically, um, you know, to do it during the day, but you know, everyone's different. Uh, some people, um, uh, like doing it during the night. And then obviously traditionally it's been done like that for thousands and thousands of years. So, well, I don't know if it's been thousands, maybe, 
<laughs> maybe that's a little too long. I could I could be wrong. Maybe maybe hundreds. Oops. <laughs> um, so that's kind of like my my little segment on day versus night. Um, yeah, mostly being concerned with the con- conservation of energy. Um, and this is a very Western perspective, right? Because I'm thinking of the person who has to continue <laughs> to go live their life after this. Because, you know, I would love to say that everyone who's listening or whoever does does a journey has time to, like, take weeks off. But not a lot of people do. So people usually end up doing these, um, you know, these weekenders or um, sometimes even, like, one week, you know. And then they have to come back home and, like, you got you to gotta do whatever... So, um, I would say, you know, night could be good. These are all just my opinions. You know, if you're spending significant time at a retreat center, you know, for more than three days, um, cause then you kind of can, you can kind of allow yourself to let go and just surrender to the culture of the retreat center. Um, but Daytime always has felt uh, better to me. So, um, anyway, that's that. Um, And then I will pull a card for you guys. Give me one second. So I'm actually pulling from the Akashic Record deck. And I don't know if you know what that is, what the Akashic Records are. But, um, and I'm not actually that familiar with it either. But I have, I do have a book on it that I'm meaning to finish. Um, but it's really the records of all of your past lives and this life. And actually being able to like sift through these things, almost like files. Um, and it's really guided by intuition. Um, and so this, this tarot deck is based on that concept. Um, so I'm just going to intuitively pull a card here and Ooh, fancy. So, um, that's so interesting because yesterday we had an Archangel, Archangel Michael. Today we have Archangel Gabriel. He's actually one of my favorite, very gentle, loving, kind, compassionate. I mean, all of them are, but definitely, um, like non-judgmental, which I've been, I've been kind of judging myself lately. So this is good that this guy is coming to visit me. So, um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Okay. That took me forever. (laughs) Um, to pull up this, uh, this book. Anyway, so, um, Archangel Gabriel. So I did pull it upright. So this has an upright versus reverse. So Gabriel is the divine messenger, the archangel of communication. He comes with his trumpet and scroll, as well as two gentle sparrows, signifying powerful yet peaceful expression. On his chest, he wears the crest of Mercury, the God of communication. This loving angel carries the sacred words of truth into the world and brings them easily to you. 
When this card appears upright, it indicates a profound connection to this wonderful presence. Your power of expression is on the rise now. You have an easier time communicating with others, expressing your feelings, and even working on projects involving communications such as publishing. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Okay. Counseling, teaching, mediumship, journalism, marketing, radio, television. Now is the time for any of these endeavors, but no matter what you do, remember the power of words. Call on Gabriel to inspire you and let yourself sing out. Wow. I'm just like, I might, I don't know. I might cry. Wow. So, um, then there's the Akashic forest. Feel the Archangel get, get blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Feel the Archangel Gabriel step before you and place his hand upon you. He fills you with the will to express your words. What do you want to share and with whom? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Gosh. So this is like, yeah, that card's for you guys, but that card's definitely for me too. So, um, actually, this has been something that has recently become a huge part of my life is expressing my authentic self um, no matter how hard or uncomfortable it is and I really like how it said expressing yourself like like with whom like what do you want to express and with who because you know true full-on disclosure of self like you can't just do that with anybody you have to have like, you have to feel safe. And um, I just posted something about Brene Brown earlier on my Facebook about um, building trust and how that's done. Um, so communication really is so powerful. Our words can like speak volumes to somebody and we don't even know it. You know, that's, that's sometimes like the beauty of it too. Um, so I think I just mentioned on Monday, like whatever your story is, like say it, tell somebody, you know, for your sake and for their sake to bring two people closer together or just to help the world know more. Um, I could go on and on about all the stuff I read, um, in that book and how much it freaks me out and how it coinciding it is, but I never pull from that deck either. So um, speaking of communication, uh, we're continuing to work on the Spirit of Aya documentary. I am sifting through that on Sunday and possibly just a little bit tonight. So um, I look forward to having my guest on. I probably will schedule with her sometime for next week um, to have a phone call with her. Um, and then on the phone call, I will record her and then I will post it um, after it's done editing and everything like that. But uh, I just really appreciate everyone who's listening. There's nothing more in this world that makes me happy um, than talking about healing um, and ayahuasca and ayahuasca and ayahuasca. So um, I hope you have a wonderful Thursday. Tomorrow is Friday. And um, yeah, so I'll see you guys back here tomorrow. Take care.